All right, guys, we're looking today at Isaiah 28, and we're trying to get a go through this. Uh, Isaiah is prophesying against both Israel and Judah. Ephraim is another name for Israel. We can get into that later, but that's it's um, basically that. And so what we see here is him kind of going through these people that are leading them astray and this illusion of the rock being a foundation. What do you build your ideas upon? We see in verses one through four that the first person Isaiah has some words for is the, the leaders rulers. and the king who wear these wreaths. Or diadems, um, or, which means crowns. Right. And he's saying that they're just made of flowers and they're fading. Um, but then verse five and six that God Almighty will have a glorious crown. Crown of glory. Crown of glory. Um, and what he's saying is that, you know, these leaders are not good and ultimately need to follow God. Uh, and then 7 through uh, 12, what you see as a condemnation against the religious leaders, the priests and the prophets. Who are drunkards. Not only are they drunk, but... Um, They're also teaching very pharisaically, like very... Uh, verse 10. Do this, do that in the NIV. In the ESP, it's like, you know, precept upon precept upon precept, line upon line upon line. Um, basically meaning it's the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law. And the funny thing is that God's... Punishment to them is that they get exactly what they want, right? Verse 13, that you want it to be a list of rules, then fine. I will judge you, you according to your list of rules. And you will still be found wanting. Um, and then we have this beautiful section, um, starting 14, in the ESV that's called A Cornerstone in Zion. And, you know, we see that in verse 16, Behold, I am the one who has laid a foundation in Zion, a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Like, God repeats this a lot to be very clear. Um, you know, this is what I have made and this is what you're supposed to be founded upon right that you know whatever you do as Colossians says right whatever you do whether you eat or drink you do it based upon the gospel based upon the cornerstone of Christ that Christ is our cornerstone like the song surprise says. um and what that really means is uh we live a gospel-centered life that everything starts and is um in alignment with the gospel as opposed to these people who are somehow making covenants with death or sheol like she Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> like they're, like they're literally idea. not turning to God. They're turning to every other choice except for God. Um, some quick announce, uh, announcements. Sorry. Pastor mode. Pastor mode. Some quick um, context. Uh, in verse 21, Mount Perizim is a site where David had uh, a great victory against the Philistines right after the Philistines destroyed Saul's much larger army. So it's David's a, army was very small. David's army was very small. The Philistines had just defeated Saul. Uh, and the Valley of Gibeon is the valley in which Joshua achieves victory. Um, with, against small, his small army against right. enemy's big army. And where God even rained down hailstones that crushed people to death. <laughs> they actually, um, more people were killed by the hailstones than by Joshua's army. Uh, and so all of this, right, is for what uh, God is saying in verse 23, listen to my voice, pay attention. And now uh, this agricultural analogy is a little bit uh, tricky because most of us don't, don't know anything about agriculture. Right. But really what God is saying is that, um, listen, when a farmer starts to plant, right, he's not going to plant forever. He has a season for planting. He's a season for planting. And when he seeds, he's, he doesn't seed unintentionally. Mm -hmm. He seeds intentionally. And when he harvests, he harvests with different tools. And what he's telling them right now is you are in a season, right? You are in a season and there are things being planted in you. And there are certain things that is trying to be brought about because of that. 
And therefore, in your situation where you're like, I have no other way than but to sin, right? Like God like has left me. He's abandoned me. There's no way out. There's nothing he can do to help me. And God is like, no, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, right? Don't follow these pharisaical religious leaders. Don't, don't follow, follow the drunkards. Don't follow these selfish kings. Don't make covenants with death. <laughs> you know, trust that God has laid a cornerstone. He's building that within you. Because um, he is... Look at verse 29, wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. Right. And so I think it's an encouragement, you know, for any of us who are facing situations where we think small or big, that there's no way out but to sin, to get drunk or to make it about rules or to give into anger or to do whatever, you know, you think, well, everybody else is doing it or even my leaders are doing it. No, God ways that are built upon the gospel, they will always find a way. Thanks.